Chapter 9 Birds of a Feather November 1773 It was November, and the northeastern air was chilly, with a light layer of snow covering all. Adahi walked the streets, and the brisk air pierced his open pockets of skin. It has been several weeks since Adahi arrived in Boston, and he seemed to enjoy the city with minimal interaction with the people. They weren't friendly, and they kept to themselves mostly. Adahi enjoyed that. He often found himself walking the streets alone at night, but in the city, he was never truly alone. The clatter from taverns began to drift in the distance as he walked on the docks of the harbor. As the echoes fade, the sound of gently falling snow blends with the nearby following footsteps, exposing the pursuer to trained ears. The newly arrived Captain Valle has been tailing Thomas Young since he has arrived with Major General Agador Ivy. They seem to have arrived simultaneously with Adahi to Boston and have acquired a liking to his uncle. Adahi informed Thomas of the tale and he assured Adahi it was not a concern as they were taking extra precautions with local leadership. As the shadows moved with the scattered overhead clouds, the impetuous half-native moved smoothly to the furthest and darkest dock before boarding an unsupervised twenty-two gun frigate. Captain Valla witnessed a local leader, Thomas Young, speaking to the unusual native-looking man earlier in the day as if they were meeting secretly. He began following the man, and now he has him in a corner. The odd man walked to the end of the dock and boarded a ship with nowhere to go. Within his own hubris, Captain Valla mistakenly lets his guard down as he too boards a 22-gun frigate. The moment he steps on dock, a musket buttstock instantly connects with his face, breaking his nose and he falls to the ground. Everything goes dark. Adahi quickly ties the officer up to the middle mast with a rope found on the ship's deck. He finds a barrel and rolls it over in front of the man, sitting the barrel up. He pulls out his tobacco pouch and pipe, placing him on top of the flattened barrel top. The unconscious man begins to slowly come to. His nose and forehead are swollen with bloody patches. Ah, good of you to join, Adahi says to the man calmly. Fuck you, <coughs> he says, spitting out blood in a tooth. You were following me. I'm the one who's supposed to be mad, Adahi says jokingly as his breath was the only visible indicator he was there from within the shadows. Fuck you, the man says again as if the words would better the situation. Yeah, you can repeat that phrase all night. Or you can just explain why you're following me, and possibly you walk away from this situation unscathed. The choice, it is yours. Adahi says smoothly from the shadows. Fuck! Nope. Don't say it, because once you do a third time, I'm cutting off your fucking tongue. Adahi says directly with no sarcastic undertones. Fuck. You. The words are filled with a stinging bite as he releases him from his mouth. The light snowfall directly in front of the tied-up military officer is broken by a shadowed silhouette. Adahi emerges from under cover of darkness, and the flying talon blade in his right hand glimmers in the moonlight. You look like a tough soldier. Don't scream, Adahi says mindfully. The tied-up man clenches his jaw and begins squirming to get away from Adahi, but the bindings are so tight he can barely move. Adahi violently grabs a man's jaw and squeezes it tightly until he forces some of his hand into the man's mouth, grabbing his tongue. The man tries to become free of Adahi's firm grasp, 
but fails. Adi takes his other hand in firm control of the flying talon blade and severs a majority of the man's tongue. He doesn't scream, but he squirms as much as the binds let him. Well, what you didn't want to tell me, you can keep forever now, Captain Francis Vallet of Major General Ivy's personal guard, Adi says softly, still squatting next to the man holding his tongue. You see, I am the reason you are here. He says, standing up. Adhi places a tongue and blade next to the pipe, wipes his hands on the greatcoat, then dumps a small pile of tobacco on the barrel top. He pinches the pile and packs a clay pipe bowl evenly with the tobacco. You know, my uncle said you were one tough son of a bitch. Now, I finally believe him, Adhi says as he walks off the frigate to the closest candlelight and sparks his wick. He returns to the deck in seconds, using the wick to spark his pipe. He puffed several times, getting the bowl lit. I didn't want to remove your tongue, but you really, you really gave me no options, he says, looking down at the bloodied and exhausted tied-up man. The flow of blood from his mouth was creating a red staining stream on the rope binds. The pain of his tongue being removed exhausted Captain Valla to no end. He could barely stay awake. Now, you will answer my questions. Reply with a head nod, or don't reply, and I'll start removing your fingernails. We can go a lot further down this painful rabbit hole if you wish. The choice is yours, Adi says, inhaling and releasing tobacco smoke casually. The man nods his head reluctantly. Do you have any reason to believe Thomas Young is connected to or part of the King's Bane? The tied-up man looks slowly at Adi in confusion and shakes his head no. Is that an honest answer? The tied-up man still, with a look of confusion consuming his face, Slowly nods yes. Do you think I'm going to let you survive? Adahi's tone drops and his words match the cold night air. The tied-up man honestly shakes his head no. Unfortunately, my bloody tied-up friend, I am using you as a statement. And you've been honorable tonight. Adahi says as he swiftly takes a knee, inserting his smaller fighting fox blade underneath the tied-up man's bloody chin. May the earth repurpose your soul. Adahi whispers, quarter turning the blade, removing it from the man's head as a warm outflow of blood sprays onto the deck. Thomas was sitting in his upstairs office when he heard a knock on the front door. Jumping up, he rushed to see who was banging at the door so hard at this time of night. His mind immediately skips to a dark conclusion. Who is it? The older man shouts from behind the door. Adahi. The door opens and Adahi's emotions were clearly visible on his face through his green eyes. The young man walked into the home with haste, quickly not to be seen. We have a problem, Adahi says immediately after Thomas shuts the door behind him. Why are you coming to the front door? What about the tail? Thomas asks. That is exactly why I'm here. He is dead. Thomas stops moving, trying to process the words that Adahi had just released from his mouth. Quickly, he realizes Adahi has killed the captain. Captain Vala is dead? Yes, he followed me to the docks, Adahi replies. I would have preferred to remain a bit more discreet in your actions, Thomas says sternly. For the first time since his arrival, Adahi begins to see the hint of the reserve side of his uncle only meant for his enemies. I understand. No, Adahi, I do not think you do. You are so similar to your father, it is frustrating. We are not savages living in the wilderness, Thomas says loudly, knowing the words were harsh as they left his mouth. 
He pauses, and his tone settles. You know, I've been here in Boston since 1749, before you were born, while your father was still in a run from our previous king. My goal is to bring down the crown from the inside like a disease, eating away until we are free. We cannot achieve this with blatant, brutal killings of British officers, especially ones that have just arrived, Adahi. Thomas takes a breath. We achieve this by denying the crown our services and denying the crown our exports. We achieve large successes with minor triumphs culminating to a higher, more collective cause within the colonies. Thomas stops his passionate rant and slows down. That is what we are doing here, Adahi. We are creating something beyond either of us, he says before walking into his first floor study and sitting in front of the fire. Adahi follows his uncle. Realizing a disappointment, but still feeling justified in his actions, sits down across from Thomas. His eyes wander to the elongated, beautiful wooden box above the fireplace. It had always drawn his eyes. If they really hunted down my father and killed him, then they all deserve to die. Captain Valla was a snake that needed bleeding, added he says youthfully before looking away from the mantle under Thomas. I do agree that they are swine who deserve to die. But you need to realize a bigger picture, Adahi. I need you to understand. We must stay vigilant and not make mistakes. I do understand, and I am sorry, Adahi says respectfully. The corporal in Watertown is not the same as the killing of Captain Valet. Captain Valet is a right-hand man to the King's Bane newest threat, Major General Agador Ivy, and this is going to send him into a brutal frenzy. We need to suspend the King's Bane operations for a few months' time. Let us resume operations in the spring of the coming year, Thomas says, staring into the fire. Adahi stands. I'll inform the others, he says as he walks out of the room. Adahi, Thomas says and then continues. Captain Valla brutally murdered women and children during the French and Indian War. He deserved his fate. I just wish it were a bit more organized and thought out, Thomas says, still staring into the dancing flames, thinking about the situation. Adahi knows his uncle is right, needs no reply, and walks out of the house under a light blanket of shame.